Hello, all the people that might be listening. So, welcome to episode two of Wackadoo, my postings and musings. I thought I would start today with a shelfie. I can't take a photo. Maybe I'll upload one. But of what I'm reading at the moment, and I'd be delighted to know what you're reading. So I've got a series of books I've been dipping in and out of. I've actually been very busy with marking exams and finishing a project writing about the surgeries that the King Louis XIV had on his bottom for anal fissures. Um, And uh, that's been taking up a lot of my time along with I gave a talk about online learning in the education sector, in higher education. I've also been working on a few other things. So I haven't had that much time to read along with Eleanor, along with trying to get the house, unpack the final boxes in the house. But uh, so I kind of have have a a few books on the go that I'm dipping in and out of. So this one's really good. It's called Set Me on Fire, a poem for every feeling. It's an anthology by a young, she's a food blogger and she's also um, a great uh, writer. I think she's just written her first um, murder mystery called Ella Rizbridger. And the poems are really modern and funny and really silly. and there's one for every feeling. So in the index, it's like one for being hungry, one for feeling tired, one for feeling heartbroken, one for feeling um, depressed, etc. Uh, and there's a nice poem to go with them. And I really like that book. And uh, yeah, I, I, I really like that. Uh, I, could, I could send you a few of my favorite poems if you like. Uh, there's a new poet I discovered. She's, new Ze- she's from New Zealand. She works in a bookshop, but she writes poetry on the side. Um, Lindsay Bird is her name, and she writes really funny poetry. It's quite quite provocative, but anyway. Then I'm reading Roald Dahl book, which I've never even read in English, but this is in Italian. It's called La Fabrica di Cioccolato, which I'm sure you can guess is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It's funny there's no Charlie in the title. It's, it's literally the Chocolate Factory in Italian. And I am reading it very slowly because I haven't read Italian for a long time. And it's it's funny. It's good. I've never read the original. I've never even seen the film. So um, I, I haven't got very far in. I haven't got to the... He, he hasn't won the gold ticket to go see Willy Wonka's factory yet. So I'm in chapter two, I think. Then I'm reading a book called Older But Better But Older, The Art of Growing Up, which, don't mock me, uh, is a book by a French uh, fashionista um, about aging well looking after your skin and dressing well and it's quite obnoxious I have quite a few problems with it it's quite Parisian as well and bourgeois you must dress like this you must have your hair like this but actually no it's not that prescriptive it's really just about embracing your body and your face at the different stages and and how it's not you don't look exactly how you did when you were young but how you can enjoy the different fashions and experiment with what works for you and make sure you have lots of sun cream and it's not like big on selling you must have anti-wrinkle cream and you must do this it's really just about I guess body positivity and uh, and enjoying what comes with a mature body and a mature outlook and all that and um, 
yeah, I got it because I read something about it and it was quite amusing and it's funny and it's quite written in quite a funny style and there were some good photos. So anyway, that's that one. Then I got something called the Healthy Skin Diet, which I had a long time ago. Um, when I get stressed, my skin goes all yucky and my skin was yucky when we moved to Cambridge. And I thought maybe it was because I was sleep deprived, so I've been drinking more water. And this book is about, you know, eating lots of nuts and making sure you drink lots of hydrate and eat whole grains. And it's big on probiotics, you know, like yogurt and feeding your gut, the good bacteria for your gut. So yogurt and uh, pistachio and dates are also really good. So just trying to to trying to integrate those things. I mean, it's kind of easier in the summer to have more vegetables and salads and things. And we do eat a lot of fruit. But, um, yeah, having a good regime, I guess, making sure you have a balanced diet. And I guess that ties into Eleanor not eating so well uh, at the moment. Uh I'm just thinking about what to do to make sure that we have a range of nice foods for her. And the final book I have is another Italian book. No, I've got two, in fact. Siamo Conte Charlie Brown, which is Snoopy cartoons in Italian. I found this. I was going through some old boxes and I found this. And obviously, I, yeah, I'd forgotten I had it. And it's just, you know, Peanuts uh, comic strips in Italian. And they're good. And I just dip in and out. And I like Snoopy. And I'd forgotten how much I like Snoopy. So that's good. And then we have the last book, Sally Rooney. This is a book I got given from, by a friend for my birthday. It's called Normal People. And it's an Irish writer. It's, I read the back because I haven't actually, I've just started it. It says, Connell and Marianne grew up in the same small town in the west of Ireland, but the similarities end there. In school, Connell is a popular and well-liked, while Marianne is a loner. But when the two strike up a conversation, awkward but electrifying, something life-changing begins. Actually, it sounds quite dumb, but it's very well-written and it's, it's been well-received by a lot of people, I think. Normal People is a story of mutual fascination, friendship and love. It takes us from that first conversation to the years beyond, in the company of two people who try to stay apart, but find they can't. So we'll see. Uh, but I like the cover. The cover's got a picture of sardines and, you know, half-open sardine tin. And then there were two people squashed inside kissing. So it's quite nice. So we'll see. I um, hope to read that in August because I don't think I'll be reading it in the next few weeks. And Eleanor gets a subscription to her, her grandfather in France to a French kind of summer magazine with cartoons and stickers and stories she seems to like we also bought Paddington Bear for her but she refuses to read it and insists on Kipper so. Val's been saying he wants to he, the last book Val read was in January over Christmas so holidays so he's desperate to read something so maybe I should buy him something nice he usually alternates between a French book which he can read quickly and then an English book he likes spy stories he, he read I think Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy if you ever there's a film version of that as well and he loved that. So maybe I should get him a spy one. I don't know what Yaya's reading at the moment. Uh, we were talking about this writer, Joan Didion. Have you ever heard of her? She wrote about, she was very, she was a journalist first, I think. And then she, her, her writing has become very famous. 
and she wrote something called Slouching or Crouching Towards Bethlehem, the, and short stories. Anyway, so I was talking about that to mum, and mum said, oh, I'd never heard, oh, I'd heard of her, but I'd never written. And funnily enough, I had a book with short stories upstairs hiding in the shelf, so I brought that down. So I think she might be reading that, or she might have totally just looked at the cover and thought, can't be bothered. I don't know. Yaz often got a lot of different books on the go, and she ha goes back to her favourites. She, like Rowan, rereading her classics. I remember you were rereading all the Harry Potter books, which I still haven't read, believe it. No, that's not true. I read the first three, and then I stopped, which is kind of ridiculous. So I must do that. What else can I tell you about my reading? Yes. I have, oh, I finished, I was saying I would have been working on the anal fissures of the king, also been finishing off a book I've been writing on translation in French. And now we are just deciding on the cover and we have to do the table of contents and we also have to do the index. And we also have to decide on some other imaging. We've done the copyright because we're using some extracts from other people's writings for translation purposes. We've had to get the copyright purchasing of using them. And that has been a nightmare, a very long and torturous process, but we got there. And we are sort of in the last stages now, we're working with the editor to produce it. So I'll be very pleased when that's finished. And then I can work on my third book, which I can talk about in another podcast, but I don't really want to think about it now because I've got too many other things. <laughs> but that will be exciting. And my third book won't be, my first one was single authored. The second one was co-authored with someone else. And the next one is going to be single authored, I think. Uh, talking about books, Eleanor and I went to a bookshop. We had, you know, with lockdown and everything, we haven't really been out at all, even when lockdown sort of officially finished. Um, but we did go into a bookshop, I think, one Sunday morning when there was nobody and Eleanor liked being in the children's part. And we bought, did we buy anything that day? Uh, oh, we bought we uh, Room on a Broom. I don't know if you have ever read that, Room on a Broom, but we bought it in French. Um, and it's rhyming in French as well. It's the same people that wrote, um, what's the other books they've written? Now I can't think. Um, Room on the Broom and, oh, uh, The Highway Rat. These are probably all quite recent books that you probably never had when you were growing up. I don't know. Maybe they're old classics. And do you had The Tiger That Came to Tea, didn't you? Eleanor loves that. That's probably one of her favourites, along with the Kipper books that she cannot get enough of. I think Val is so sick of reading them. <laughs> Speaking of Eleanor, I'm going to have to go and pick her up in about 15 minutes. I bought a blue bike today. It's uh, It's got a little basket. I can send you a photo on the front. I was, Val bought a bike about two weeks ago and Anna has been enjoying riding with her and I have been meaning to get one, but I've been too busy. I went to a shop yesterday, 600 pounds they wanted, but then I found on Gumtree a cheap secondhand one, which was 100 pounds and it looks nice. It looks a bit like the one that Ruth, did Ruth have a blue? No, I had a blue bike when I was about 13 but it's much bigger and it's nice and I can put a child seat on it so Eleanor can ride. So that's good. And the guy, I couldn't fit it into the car. I went to pick it up at this guy's house 
And Val came along with me because I thought it was quite random going to someone's house, even though I wasn't going to go in the house. He was going to have the bike outside on the pavement. But anyway, Val came with me. And it wasn't the evening or anything. It was the middle of the afternoon, so it was fine. But uh, the guy was a bit weird. And he was he was acting like I didn't know how to ride a bike. And I got on and he let me have a ride. And he was then telling me that I couldn't ride a bike properly. And I was slightly annoyed by that because I can ride a bike. I was a bit wobbly because I was nervous. He was watching me and saying my technique wasn't good or whatever. Anyway, so I bought the, I went back to buy the bike today and it didn't, he tried to help me fit it into the back of the car and it didn't fit into the car. And he was like, oh, I'll drive you back with it. I'll drive in the truck, in my truck back with the bike and I'll follow you in the car. So I thought that was very kind. So we did it and then when we got to near the house and I got out and said, oh, you can leave it here. He was like, oh, uh, you've driven the completely the wrong way. Obviously, you don't know Cambridge. It's three times as long away. And was just kind of then telling me how bad my driving was. And I was driving too slowly sometimes. And too. So I thought it's not just my bike riding that he has problems with it's my car driving so it's pretty annoyed with that and then that he was acting like I should be super grateful that he drove it here and that he wouldn't normally do that for people and I just thought leave me alone and stop this expression that I've learned recently mansplaining telling me you know that he knows better anyway so uh, I got my bike though and it cost didn't cost much compared to to on the high street so I was happy and he gave me a lock as well a u-lock so I've got something to lock it up because apparently a bike gets stolen every three seconds in Cambridge. So there you go. Tonight I have made, a Val usually cooks dinner I have to say, but tonight I have made a chicken and roasted vegetable and roasted squash and pine nut salad. I believe I made this once before in your Yaz house and you and Papu and Ruth came in starving from a panic room in Headington. And I'd made it for dinner, but it was already out. And you were like, oh, we'll all eat this. So you all ate this like, without stopping for breath. And that was hilarious. But uh, no, I have made I made it at lunch for dinner. So we can have that tonight. Uh, we went and had fish and chips yesterday out in a, in a pub, but it was in a garden so, and there was no one. So it was, it was kind of safe, but it was the first time I'd been out since lockdown. And I have to say it felt strange and people are pe people. On, it's now obligatory to wear masks as of t tonight, midnight, but I don't see that many people wearing them, which is frustrating. The situation is much better here in Cambridge than I think it is in Boulder, but nonetheless, it's obviously going to get worse again. Okay. Enough of my ramblings. I hope you enjoy this and I will make another podcast probably this time next week. Love you. Bye.